Welcome to Marvel Studios News. My name is Sean Gerber. In a moment, I'll be joined by my co-host, Paul Herman, for episode 93 of our show, in which we will discuss Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 being put on hold and Taika Waititi recently meeting with Marvel Studios. But before we get to that, I have to give a big thank you to Preston Fulgham. Preston is the latest patron over on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash News. And as one of our patrons... Preston is eligible to receive exclusive content that's not available anywhere else. We have all kinds of tiers available that give you exclusive podcasts, including things like Patreon credit scenes, which are just a dollar a month, where we take our main episode, like the one you're about to hear, and then we have an additional conversation about an additional topic. This week, we're going to be talking a little bit more about Venom with some long-range box office forecasting and just seeing how the success of that film can impact everything from the Sony universe of Marvel characters to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And another cool thing about signing up for our Patreon is that if you do, then you'll get your own private RSS link that you can put into a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts so that you can get all of your Marvel Studios news content in one spot, including the main podcast that you hear, however you found this podcast, as well as all the different Patreon exclusives that you're eligible for, depending on the tier you choose. It's all in one feed, so you don't have to track it down in multiple places. And then also make sure you keep up with us every day at marvelstudiosnews.com, Facebook and Instagram at marvelstudiosnews, and on Twitter at marvelnewscast. And now, without any further delay, let's get on with our show. What's going on, Paul? Well, I'm uh, I've been thinking about uh, some some future Patreon ideas for future patrons that want to uh, contribute to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been really itching for that Man Thing commentary or or uh, talk through <laughs> of the film. And you think I'm joking? I'm not. Uh, I'm actually oh, doing I, this no. Too. I know you're not joking. I know, <laughs> thank you. And uh, Spirit of Vengeance. I'm really hoping someone wants to talk about Spirit of Vengeance soon. So, you know, I just want you patrons to know that you've got someone who really wants to talk about this, that I know Sean it needs an excuse to talk about it. Sure, <laughs> so yeah. Please. please. I, I, I'm pretty sure that people are going to want to join us for an Infinity War commentary or a number of other films first before we get down to, to that level. But maybe, maybe I'm somebody will want to chat about that. Even if they I'm don't, sorry. eventually we'll get to them. I'm speaking to the, the one person who's, our, who's, who's, who's contributing to us and is a hardcore Man-Thing fan. I'm talking to you, brother. Or there sister. There you go. I, this it. is also just the things that Paul thinks about in the absence of news because it's not the most... <laughs> it's, news is not really abundant in August for comic book movies. I mean, if it well, wasn't for the, the very bad news of the James Gunn story, we never would have... Like, <laughs> The movie would, this this month would have been completely empty when it came to <laughs> Marvel news. Uh, so all we had was bad stuff, and even that was a July story that just dragged on into August. And what it felt like it was it was going for six months, but it was it was really just a few weeks. But it did feel like six months. Anyway, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, we've already summed up our feelings on Disney's final decision with James Gunn and all of that stuff. I think we talked about it on the Patreon credit scene, so we'll leave that there. But we want to talk about the news that broke on Friday via The Hollywood Reporter that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has been put on hold. We don't necessarily know for how long. It's an indefinite hold, although it was characterized as potentially being short. But anyway, there was a small crew working at the Pinewood Studios in Atlanta that were doing some pre-production stuff on the film, and 
that crew has been dismissed so that they can go work on other projects. And naturally, the internet reacted to this in a completely reasonable way uh, that, that just took it in stride and had no problem with this. But no, of course, people started panicking and thinking, oh, this is it. The movie's going to be canceled. It's going to be completely shelved. And maybe those things happened, Paul, but that was not my, that really wasn't my initial reaction to any of this. Yeah, my initial reaction was not surprised. It wasn't, to be honest, I, I didn't, there's some outlets and I'm, I need to go to you. You're always my go-to source of anything with this stuff. And so I need to make sure what, what was actually said. If um, I heard indefinitely put on yeah, hold. But in, indefinitely means we don't, yeah, but indefinitely every uh, hears that and they assume a long time. Indefinite just means we don't know how long this will last. Right, right. And, and, and it's and, indefinite and, because it's contingent upon finding a new director. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, when I first started reading all this, it was not a shock. I mean, anyone who follows us as closely as we do, Sean, it was like, okay, we knew that was coming because mm-hmm. produ- you know, pre-production was going to start, or was a production was going to start in January. And you got to remember that we don't know if they're keeping the script. If they, you know, if it obviously like we talked, you talked about too, is like anyone who's going to come on this, uh, this project is going to want to put their own stamp on it. It doesn't, they're not just going to take James Gunn's script and go, okay, just verbatim. Like, no, like no, any creative person's going to want to, you know, anything creative you do, you come in on, you're going to want to have your own like voice on it. Unless you are literally just being a yes man, which Marvel has employed those people before. Um, but you know, but at the same time, most people they have, they have brought in are people with, you know, have really distinct visions and Mm -hmm. guardians of the galaxy is not one. You can just, just have, you need to have some emotional backing into, I I really feel that if there's one thing that James Gunn has done, has he's done a great job of explaining, uh, what or kind of giving a lot of emotional backing behind this project that we've we've been given because both films have been very emotional uh backing because of the mother mm-hmm. aspect with Star Lord, um not to mention the other people I'm I'm just going with with Star Lord himself and his father in Ego the Planet in the last movie movie um so to me that this is not a project you can just you know kind of just kind of go through emotions you have to have like some heart and passion into this any projects but especially with guardians because you're also when you put in the previous two films you also bring in the drama that that these you know that it was pretty much one director's vision already there's got to be some changes there's got to be something that they that they they will adapt or do differently and mm-hmm. there's just not that from now until january is just not enough time you're you're, you're asking you know all the you're asking like Ron Howard to redirect the whole solo movie in like four months, you know, which it turned out okay, but wasn't a hit. Right. So, I mean, it's something like that and it's similar. It's in a sense to where you don't want someone to fail. You're setting some, you're setting someone up to fail if you don't postpone it. So by postponing it, you make it to where now you make it attractive for other directors to say, Oh, it doesn't have to be ready by January. Let's talk. And that's mm-hmm. where, you know, we're kind of in this position now, which will lead into our next thing as well with Taika, correct? Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get into the, the Taika uh, Waititi meeting because that was like buried in the Hollywood Reporter story is that Taika recently met with Marvel Studios. We will discuss that uh, in a bit. But as far as what's going on here right now, it was a small crew. There was actually somebody a few weeks before this story came out who did a post on Reddit who claimed to be one of these skeleton crew members. And so 
And I don't know if the the moderators on the Marvel Studios subreddit ever verified that this guy was legit. Although based on this story coming out a few weeks later, it sounds like it was legit. So because basically what this guy claimed is kind of what ended up happening. But it was a very small crew. And even in the Hollywood Reporter's coverage, it said it was a very small crew. And they weren't even I don't even think they were building any sets or anything like that. It's just they were probably doing more of just general soundstage prep and and these were this was a crew that worked on the lot on in Pinewood Studios Pinewood Studio sound stages in Atlanta and those guys are those are union guys and so you can't just you at some point you have to make a decision are you putting these guys to work or not and while and while you're putting them to work you have to be paying them every day and these guys don't have cheap daily rates i know when you look at Disney being worth so much money and buying Fox and everything. You just think there's like this endless pile of money, but every movie has its own budget and you can't just keep paying guys to not do work. So you have to release them and let them go to other projects that are going to get paid. But I don't think these were the kinds of crew members who are the, the hand selected picks by the director. It wasn't that kind of crew. These are just more of the guys that are on the lot that get assigned to various projects at various times. And these were guys who have worked on other Marvel Studios films, but it's not, they haven't put themselves in a place where the people they are really counting on to make Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy Volume 3, like they can't get them back when they are ready to make the movie. So this hold could be, uh, it could be a few weeks, it could be a few months, it, of course, depends on when they find a director. But until they find a director, they don't know what they're doing with the movie just yet. They know they want to keep Gar- James Gunn's script, but that doesn't mean James Gunn's script is going to be untouched. It most likely is going to be revised, at least somewhat, by whoever comes in because they're going to have their own thoughts on the film, and they're not going to agree with everything James Gunn wanted to do. And even with James Gunn's script, it probably wasn't quite the shooting script yet. All I know for sure is he turned in one draft. I don't know if he turned in any drafts after that, but it probably hasn't gone through all the revisions that it would have gone through even if James Gunn was still around. So I don't take any of this as a a situation where it's a cause for panic or to believe that the movie is going to be shell i certainly think it's premature to say the movie's going to be shelved and i also think it's a little premature to conclude that the movie won't make that may 1st 2020 release date which has not been announced but that's the date that we all presume and it's also the date that matches up with some of the times that james gunn has teased that the movie would come out so i don't know that we're really off track for any of those things yet and i think Mm. anybody claiming that we are is (laughs) speaking out of turn it's we may get to that point, but we're not there. We're just not there yet. So I didn't panic when I heard this news. I wasn't uh, I wasn't surprised, as you said, because if nobody knows what's going to happen next with this, we have to we have to wait and see. But it may not be we may not have a radical change in direction. We just need to have a direction yet. But they don't know exactly what that is because we don't know who's going to helm this project. And Marvel Studios is in the process of finding that out. Yeah, there's. <clears throat> It's 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 one thing to postpone this, you know, indefinitely at this point because it's like you said, it's very fairly early in the process. But you know, to me, if it doesn't start, they don't get a director in the next six seven months. I think those dates do start getting a little bit dicey. I mean, who knows? They might already have their person in mind or, or whatever. But I feel that if there was someone already, oh, in they mind, need they need a director in like the next two or three months to make May, yeah. May 1st, 2020 release date. 
Yeah. So yeah, I, for some reason I thought you said twenty one, but yeah, if it's twenty twenty, oh yeah, no, for it's sure. twenty twenty. So they have oh, my to, bad. Yeah, no, they have to do it, but they have an option. I mean, if Guardians of the Galaxy isn't going to make May first, twenty twenty, you just move Black Widow up. I believe Black yeah. Widow is that late July. Uh, is that late July release that they have? They have a late July release date in twenty twenty. Marvel Studios. There was a report that came out that they're going to be in pro- start production on some film in London next June. I believe that's going to be Black Widow, and because Black Widow is the farthest along, I think Black Widow is going to be the next one that goes into production. Besides Guardians Three, if they can get that into production uh, early next year, like I know they've been trying to, then I think Black Widow would be next. So if you have to, as a worst case scenario, even if Black Widow starts production next June. They could turn that around in 11 months because they did a similar thing with Ant-Man where they started production in August of 2014 for a July 2015 release date. And I would imagine that a Black Widow film would not be as intensive in terms of the visual effects. I don't think the post-production process for Black Widow would be as involved as it was for even something like Ant-Man. So if if you have to put Black Widow there for May 1st, 2020, you can, and that buys you time for Guardians to take that late July 2020 release date. That buys you a couple of extra months. But I still don't think we're at that place where they're in danger, uh, they're in the real danger of missing the May 1st, 2020 release date. It really depends on, on when they can hire a new director, and then, de- who, depending on which director they hire... How many changes are they, you know, how much is this project going to change? Is it going to be somebody who's going to make James Gunn's Guardians 3 script with minor revisions and and adjustments to it? Or is it going to be somebody who wants it to evolve into a radically different project or even a completely different project that Marvel Studios also agrees is the best idea for the film? For me, I kind of tend to go towards the camp of I want a different vision for Guardians of the Galaxy. Having the Russo brothers kind of play with them with the, with the little we've seen in Infinity War, it was kind of refreshing to have a difference a little bit. Um, even though I know James Gunn was involved in that somewhat, um, it was just nice to have a little bit of, of a different uh, tone with them. And this is, and again, I hate to say this. I wasn't, you know, everyone knows I wasn't a huge fan of Guardians of the, of the Galaxy Volume Two, so I didn't want him fired necessarily. But you know, these, to- you know, Guardians in one and two is very much James Gunn. And for me, if I if if you're gonna go somewhere, I want it. I don't really know if I'd. I either want like James Gunn doing it himself, or let's just do something completely different. And and that's what I'm kind of going with is with this uh, a new director is I want him or her to be given time to do a really solid revision or restart completely. And I think that's where this is where it's going to be the where the where the rubber meets the road with that whole release date in 2020. Sean, as I think that they may even if they get someone in two three months, like you're saying, I think it's it's more important of how what they do with that script. And if it's only in the first phase and it's a whole new director i think it could be still delayed because they may you know he or she may want more time to develop this story and and to give it their own voice you know and and again it all depends if they really want to keep the same similar tone to james gunn which you know again i feel like it's only james gunn's territory you know but again i want to see what i want the the project to reflect the person in charge of it because I want to see a different vision for guardians in some ways. It seems like James is no longer involved. 
I want to see that. And I hope they are smart enough. And I think they are. I don't think, you know, I don't think they're silly enough to like just rush something like this out there because the difference, you know, look at Ant-Man. Ant-Man had, you know, something kind of similar. It wasn't the same, but similar. They still had revisions. You know, up to, you know, they were, you know, still had a, their hard release date. They still went hard at the, the script and they kept revising it with Paul Rudd and uh, another guy, I forgot his name, but he didn't direct it. But wow, what's his name? Adam McKay. Uh, Adam McKay. Sorry. Um, Adam McKay. Peyton went in, shot the script. It ended up working really well and it was fine. Um, I just don't know if you can do that with a high science fiction fiction budget like Guardians than you can with Ant-Man. Ant-Man's a little bit more toned down. You know, you don't have to have, I don't think it had, a, maybe I'm assuming it didn't have the budget Guardians did. Maybe it did. I have no idea. But it just seems like there's more preparation in a Guardians film than it would be an Ant-Man film, just from the sets and all, all that stuff alone. So I kind of feel that there needs to be more TLC in a project, especially with like all the drama that's happened before it. There's going to be a lot of TLC that needs to happen with it. So I kind of feel like even if they do get that director within that three-month range, it all depends on when they can – if the script's already done. Like maybe someone's secretly working on it right now. Oh, I, get, I, I would be shocked if Marvel Studios doesn't have somebody doing a polish on it right now. If there's okay, just – Okay, fair enough. I think it all depends on – where James Gunn's script was and how many drafts he actually did. Cause as far as I know, it was one, but it could have been more. And how close are they to how close is the script to being ready to actually go and shoot? And if it just needs some polishing and some minor revisions and stuff like that, I think it's worth the money to hire some writers to get that done, get that process rolling while you wait to find a director in the hopes that maybe you'll find a director who is inspired to do what James Gunn wanted to do with his script. Maybe you'll find somebody who agrees with it and likes it and wants to make that because not every director is a writer. So somebody might just like James Gunn's script and say, okay, yeah, I want to make this movie based on this script. Let's go with it. Give me a writer who can be on set to make the adjustments that we're going to need as we shoot the thing. But we can, I can still work with this. I want to work with this. If they don't find a good director who is interested in the material then you have to go the other route, which is revamping, uh, completely revamping the project. And I'm fine with other. I'm fine with either of those scenarios. It just comes down to making sure that if it's that first scenario in which they are really working off of James Gunn's script, it's got to be a really good director who's genuinely interested in telling that story. So maybe mm -hmm. that's a guy. That's why I've thrown out a guy like Peyton Reed, who's been in this situation before, who I think could handle it. I just don't I don't know if he would be interested in jumping into it for Guardians 3, but I think he would do a good job with it. But if they want to go another route, whether that's a Taika Waititi or somebody who's not already in the Marvel director bullpen, but somebody who's just brand new to it, maybe they would like James Gunn's script. Maybe they wouldn't. Maybe they would want the project to evolve into something different. But whatever it is, and I, and I think either approach is okay, as long as you make sure you've really got a solid plan for what you're going to do and you really believe in it. Not that confidence has ever been an issue for Marvel studios, but you know that people are going to go into this movie with their pitchforks out. People are going to go into this movie looking for reasons to hate it because a lot of people are upset that at the fact that James Gunn simply isn't making this movie. I remember being worried about that 
for Ant-Man that people weren't really going to evaluate the movie on its own terms because it wasn't being directed by Edgar Wright and people had been looking forward to Edgar Wright directing the film for so long. But with James Gunn, I think the situation is even more difficult. I think it's even more intense because it's Mm -hmm. not creative differences. James Gunn was fired. He didn't walk away from the project. It wasn't this mutual thing of two sides coming together being like, well, we don't really want to do what you want to do. Great. No problem. I don't want to do what you want to do either. Let's just part ways. He was fired. And some many people feel like he didn't deserve to be fired, or at least when he got fired, he deserved to be rehired and didn't go that way. People are, a lot of people have come out and cited against Disney on this project. Even somebody very vocally like Dave Bautista, one of the stars of this movie, has been so vocally, uh, has been so critical of Disney in, in such an emphatic way that you know that people will be ready to hate this movie. So it better be really good. It better really, de- it better really deliver. That's why I think, in in terms of your point, where it probably is easier from just a perception, that just looking at public perception of the project, if it evolves into something completely different. Even though I would be up for uh, a James Gunn written Guardians three directed by somebody else, I would be into that. But in terms of what I think an audience would be more receptive to, uh, maybe it would be something that's that's just so radically different and not. James Gunn intention like it's still not going to be completely James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 so why try like I understand the logic behind it and maybe that's the maybe that is the easiest way to handle it yeah even though it totally totally screws up your scheduling yeah I I think people I I don't think the mainstream audience is going to again they're not going to be as invested with the whole James Gunn thing as much as we are no, this is they're not they, the guardians yeah. to them the guardians and infinity war are the same to them as the one that the guardians written by Marcus and McFeely and directed by the Russos are the same to them as the James Gunn guardians yeah and they, and they and they had the same effect in that movie than they had in their own films and which again speaks to the genius of the Russos and infinity war but that's a whole different podcast um but no i i think that you're right that this is it, you, it could go on, you know, you don't know how people are going to be receptive online, you know, and again, people online do try to create a buzz, whether it be positive or negative. We've seen that it's never going to change. And it really just depends on who they get, what, what the vision is. And like I said, I, I just go back to the fact that I want a director that wants to do their vision. If it, if it means having James Gunn, um, his script is still alive in there somewhere, then so be it. If it means that they want to rewrite the whole thing, then so be it. I mean, there's so much that you can do with these characters that I feel like, again, maybe a, a, something, a, a fresh perspective is needed in this uh, this franchise. And I, and and like I said too, I mean, James Gunn is he's gonna he will be missed, but I, I think that now that they're going full steam ahead, I'm excited to see where they're going to take this and where, you know, maybe, cause maybe I'm wrong. Maybe James Gunn is the only person that could fix this, these specific characters, but I, I just don't think so. I, I could be wrong, but I, I just don't think so. I think another director could come in and do an adequate job. Um, but yeah, I, I, I tend to think that there's going to be, there's going to be a delay. I don't think it's going to make that 2020 release. I think if I was a betting man, Sean, I'm going to bet that it's not going to make that release date. I just don't. I don't see it. I don't feel good about a bet either way. Ah, but okay. right now I'm. Le- I think it's a fifty-fifty thing right now. So, which actually in betting terms is pretty good odds. You got to go for it. But like, I, 
Uh, I'm leaning towards right now thinking that they can still make the date, but if we go on another, if we go past October and we don't have a director, then I'm going to start to worry that we're not going to make the date. But again, we could get a director tomorrow, and depending on what that director wants to do, that could still cause the movie to miss the date. If they, if that director says, I don't really want that, we, if I'm going to do this, I'll do it, but I want to change it into this, and Kevin Feige says, actually, yeah, that sounds like a good idea, we would rather do that, than, and we would rather do that than make a date, because that's the other thing you don't want to do. You mentioned Solo, A Star Wars Story. You don't want to go into something not sure of what you want to do just so you hit a release date. Because even though there is a presumed release date, Marvel Studios hasn't announced a release date for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So they haven't promised anyone anything in ter- as far as the audience is concerned. Internally, there are plans and things, but externally, they haven't made any promises to anyone of when this movie is supposed to come out. So it's not even the sign of trouble that it normally is when a release date is pushed back. It technically hasn't had an announced release date, so it's not even in those terms being pushed back. Uh, it's just getting a different date than many people on the internet had assumed or that James Gunn had previously teased, which isn't really that big of a deal. So they are free to do it. I, I know they would still want to have a movie for the first weekend in May because they've owned that for so long that they don't, they're not going to want to leave that open for somebody else to come and take it but you could put Black Widow on that date and it would be just fine. And I, I think they can actually make that happen if Black Widow is indeed the movie that's going to start filming next June. If it's not, then maybe that becomes an issue. But I believe Black Widow is and just give it the May release date and give yourself more time for Guardians if you have to. But speaking of Guardians and, and something that could cause a potential delay, let's go ahead and let's get into the Taika Waititi thing. So. Again, it wasn't the headline of the article. I feel like it could have been its own article by itself, uh, Mm -hmm. but buried in this article from The Hollywood Reporter about the crew being dismissed from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was the note that Taika Waititi had met with Marvel Studios, but nobody knew exactly what project they were talking about. If... If that project is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, well, let's just let's just lay out the projects and we'll talk about them one by one. So the potential projects here, I think, are Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, a sequel to just a direct sequel to Thor Ragnarok, or Eternals. I think those are the three projects that I would look at for Taika Waititi as far as what the purpose of this meeting would be. So let's go ahead and tackle Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 first. If Taika does Guardians 3... I just don't think Taika would do James Gunn's Guardians 3. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he would and he would surprise me, but as much as people wanted to look at Thor Ragnarok trailers and say, oh, this is just Guardians of the Galaxy with Thor, Taika's humor is different than James Gunn's humor. It just is, which you yeah. can still have James Gunn's story with Taika Waititi's sense of flair, but one thing that Taika loves that James Gunn doesn't Taika loves improvisation. Taika doesn't is not you know doesn't keep everybody so tightly beholden to the script that there's not you know that there's no room for improvisation. Like Taika thrives on that on his sets. James Gunn, everybody just thinks because the movies are funny that there's a lot of improv. But he said on many occasions that there are only a few instances of improvisation in each Guardians movie that actually made it into the film. 
most of the jokes and everything in there, it's all in the script before they go and shoot, or it's an, a, an adjustment that he wrote in the script, you know, the night before they were going to shoot it because he knew that there was an adjustment that needed to be made. So, it's, but it's all, it's almost all pre-planned for James Gunn, but that's not Taika's style. So, even if Taika was using James Gunn's script, he wouldn't be precious about it. So, as a fan, you would have to understand that you're not going to get the, you know, you're not going to get Taika closely following James Gunn's roadmap like he's going to do a lot of his own stuff with it and that would probably include having another writer come in and allow Taika to add his sensibilities to it because Taika very clearly has his own his own sense of humor his own sense of style and you know he's not just going to make James Gunn's Guardians movie for him yeah yeah I, I don't see I think it'd be you had the best idea Sean and I'm going to steal it from you and I think a combination of, of Thor and Guardians is just as such a genius move would be would be such a brilliant move for everyone. But you know, there would have to be a really great story in place to really justify all that at the same time, which I think Taika and Marvel could come up with. Don't get me wrong. And it's you can not have hard. The, the relationship the relationship between those characters is already established. No, no, I agree. I, I'm, I'm not saying that. I, I'm just saying it might be hard to come up with a story that's going to make sense. As far as you know, those characters work together. That's not the problem. The problem is coming up because think about how powerful Thor is and how you know you add the Guardians in there. You're going to have to have a threat pretty substantial, you know, to have have a reason to have Thor and the Guardians you know team up together. There's plenty of cosmic forces out there, and I, I want to make that very clear. Now that Fox is bringing home. There's coming home to Disney and going to have all those cosmic things from Fantastic Four. You have a lot more, you know, flexibility potentially. So there, there is that. But I think there, that that would mean that I think you definitely don't make that date then for 2020 because you're really going to have to really focus hard in on that script. And you can't just whip that up and or just add Thor to that script that you know James Gunn was writing. You know, but maybe I'm wrong. But I just don't think you do that. Um, so. Yeah, Taika Waititi would be. I mean, he's. I mean, to me, it's 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 both a blessing and a curse that we're saying that he could just give it to Taika. He can just do it because it's great because he was criticized at first for being too much like Guardians and looking too much like Guardians in the trailers. The movie comes out; it's a totally different, you know, vibe and feel than uh, than Guardians. If you'll praise Ragnarok. And now everyone's like, just give it to Taika. He's great. Or, you know, it's like, well, it's almost too on the nose. So I'm kind of in this weird thing where if Marvel announces Taika and Guardians, I'm going to be like, perfect. It, it makes sense. You keep in line the humorous aspect that James Gunn is implemented in that franchise. Taika is a perfect person for that because he has his own unique sense of humor. It'll be unique to him only. It will not be a James Gunn ripoff. But at the same time, do I want that? I don't know. Like, I, I I love your idea of Thor and the Guardians teaming up. I love that more than I like him doing his own Guardians film. If that makes any sense. No, that, it makes total sense to me. Yeah I, yeah, I actually agree with that. I mean, and then I don't give myself too much credit for the idea of a Thor and Guardians 3 mashup. Other people have had the same idea. I think it's it's an obvious thing when you think about Taika taking on this project. Because I, I, as I said, I, I mean, I agree with you. I, I don't. I'm much more interested in a Thor and Guardians mashup movie directed by Taika than a Guardians 3 movie directed by Taika because I still want Taika to be working with Thor because I love 
what he did with that character. And Infinity War has laid the groundwork for you in terms of establishing a relationship between Thor and those characters. But you're also very right in that you can't just drop Thor into Gunn's script as it is. Or at least I'd be shocked if you could because Gunn's script is obviously going to be rooted in the core emotions and experience of these characters for the, from the first two films. So you know, I would highly, highly, highly doubt that he left room in there to just throw in another major Marvel character easily. So I'm sure the story would have to change significantly, and I agree with you that if, if this becomes a Thor mashup with the Guardians, forget about May 1st, 2020. Just forget about it. But who cares? Don't right. be... Don't be slaves to the release date. Like, don't let a release date get in the way of the best idea for what this project needs mm-hmm. to be, even if that means it needs to be something radically different. Don't worry mm-hmm. about that. You can you can sort out the release date and all those things or just abandon the release date altogether if you're not going to have a movie ready on that day. Because even even though I know Marvel loves, as I said before, Marvel loves that May for that opening that first weekend in May release date. Just because they leave it open for one year doesn't mean that, you know, if they come when they come trying to take it back, whoever tries to take that back for a different year and they already have that date booked for subsequent years. So if they have to give it up for one year, they'll they'll always be able to take it back because, you know, Marvel's king right now. Yes, Marvel is king. Marvel is king. Sorry, Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, hey, 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 as a as a diehard Star Wars fan, it's true. It's, it's true. It's, un, it's undeniable at this point. Yes, Ant Man and the Wasp is going to like way outgrow so- Solo, a Star Wars story, and who saw that coming at the beginning of the year? Nobody. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but the the whole thing with Taika and a Guardians mashup, it's very appealing. I think it would be a lot of fun because I still expected something like that from the next Thor film, not necessarily with the Guardians, but with Thor not having a home planet anymore because Asgard is completely blown up. Even the refugee ship was blown up. So there's no real home for Thor right now. So I was expecting Thor to kind of become a space nomad and, you know, maybe team up with other characters and, and adding, you know, and and plus Valkyrie, I think would be another great addition to this because I assume Valkyrie and Korg could still be part of this mashup. And I think it would be a lot of fun. I picture a conversation between Drax and Korg, and like I think that's going to be the most hilarious thing ever. So there are a lot of very just funny possibilities and cool storytelling ideas. And it would also make that film feel like an event in the same way that Thor Ragnarok kind of felt like an event. Of, oh, now we're teaming up Thor with Hulk. We're going to have him fight, but we're also going to have him team up. And so that gave Thor Ragnarok an at that added event feel that the previous Thor films didn't have. And so how do you do that again? Well, teaming Thor up with the Guardians and, and giving a whole people a whole movie of a sub based on a subplot that they loved so much or tied to a subplot that they loved so much in Infinity War, I think it works. I I've been saying for a long time Korg should join the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like since I saw Ragnarok, I'm like, get him in the Guardians. He is so perfect for them. And I love Korg. He needs to be I mean Whatever Taika does next, I want Korg in it. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's like something completely different than than Thor Ragnarok. I want to. I want to see Korg in more Marvel films. I mean, the fact that he's not in Infinity War was frightening at first because I thought he was dead and I literally panicked. But no, he's alive, and I want. I need. I need Korg, and he needs to join the Guardians, regardless if Taika jo- is is directing Guardians three or not. I want 
Korg and the Guardians. That needs to happen. I agree. But even with James Gunn's plan, it was to let this third film be the last of the current iteration of the Guardians. So we were probably going to move to a new roster after this film anyway. So this actually allows you to start that process and have a film where you can actually show the transition and have a handoff to where certain characters leave the guard. Certain characters we already know to be Guardians leave or die. And then other characters take their spot on the team. So having Korg first kind of team up as really more part of Thor's crew, but then move over <laughs> to the Guardians, like that works. And then there's a then there's like a guaranteed spot for Korg in the future of the MCU. Even Valkyrie could join the mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Like that would be a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of cool opportunities with that. Or if we're trying to set up the all female team up film, if that ever mm. is a thing that really happens. Establishing a relationship between Valkyrie and Gamora, if she comes back, and she's probably coming back, uh, or and or Mantis or Nebula, like you have tons of opportunities to bring these characters together with this kind of project. So, of course, it's not a guarantee that it's you know that this is gonna happen, but I feel like that would be an option on the table, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if that was something that Feige and and Waititi discussed. But at the same time. It wouldn't surprise me if Guardians 3 was not the topic of conversation at all because the other possibility out here is the other, the obvious one because we all think about, we're all focused on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 right now, but Kevin Feige has to fill his day with more than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Like he still Mm -hmm. has another, the rest of his Phase 4 slate to develop and get ready to go into production over the next couple years. So this could have very easily been the check-in with Taika of hey, what are you thinking about for the Thor Ragnarok sequel? And it, it may, be, which I know seems boring when we have the prospect of fixing <laughs> Guardians by mashing Thor up with Guardians, but it really may have been sometimes the simplest answer in the room. That's just what it is. And so I think that that could be the case that we're just talking about the Thor Ragnarok follow-up. Yeah, yeah, I think that it's possible. And the meeting itself, I, I th- it's probably coincidental because, you know, think about how busy Marvel's been, you know, been since Ragnarok came out. You've got Black Panther. You've got Infinity War. You know, they're, you know, right now they have Captain Marvel and, and, and they're wrapping up Infinity War Part 2. But that Infinity War Part 2 is probably, I'd say, most of it's done, ready to go. And Captain Marvel is just, you know, right, you know they, they can breathe a little bit more, I, I'd say, at this point in the production of all of everything. So it's probably more coincidental with this whole James Gunn thing. I'm sure this meeting was already going to happen. But, you know, whether it means Guardians remains to be seen. So. No, definitely. I think Guardians has just been like occupied so much space in our heads as fans for the last several weeks that we just assume that's what it has to be but mm-hmm, no yeah. it could just be as simple as Thor Ragnarok it's weird that the 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 prospect of a Taika Waititi and Kevin Feige meeting for a Thor Ragnarok sequel is like the boring possibility in this because if Taika's coming back for another Thor film I'm stoked if it doesn't involve the Guardians I don't care I'm still stoked because when I came out of Thor Ragnarok, I was thinking, I need another Thor film by Taika. Because at mm-hmm. the time, obviously, I wasn't even thinking about Taika with the Guardians, for obvious reasons. Gunn was still in place. So if it is just that follow-up, then I'm on board with that. The other idea, though, is that remember that Taika loved Jack Kirby, and that was all 
he plastered Jack Kirby art and concepts all over Thor Ragnarok. Well, it doesn't get much more Kirby than the Eternals. And that's another project that Marvel is developing because Chris Hemsworth is not signed for a fourth Thor film. He said that he would be interested in making another one with Taika. But if they don't, if they haven't landed on a story that they want to tell, but meanwhile, Marvel has been developing this idea for an Eternals movie. And if Thor, if a Thor Ragnarok sequel isn't ready to go, and Taika is not going to be brought on for Guardians 3, then it would not shock me if we found out that Taika would be moving on to Eternals. And we talked about Eternals a couple months ago, and we talked about how funny and interesting a character like Cersei could be. I could see Taika working wonders with a character like that. Mm, mm. Yeah, I... To be honest, and you know, this won't be a surprise to you, Sean, but I, if he was going to work on working on another project, I do not want him working on the Eternals. I don't want an Eternals film. There's, there's, I will watch an Eternals film because I trust Marvel, but I don't want a, an Eternals film. This must be what Han Solo uh, people thought about the movie. You know, I don't want this movie. I feel the same. This is how I feel about Eternals. I don't want the Eternals. They're like with all these great different characters we haven't gotten. This is the last thing I want to see Marvel do. But at the same time, I'm a glutton for punishment because I love Marvel. So I will watch it and I will love it probably. But yeah, I I don't want this to be Eternals. I really don't. I I want to be something else. And you know, I if again if it's not going to be Guardians three, I want Ragnarok two point oh whatever. And I want to use freaking Beta Ray Bill. Dang it! Like seriously. Give me that character finally. I love Beta Ray Bill. Um, you know, it's bad enough they stole they stole the name Stormbreaker. It's bad enough. It's bad enough. For those who don't know, Stormbreaker is is Beta Ray Bill's hammer, not it the is. one that. Yeah, so yeah. it's not the one that we got from the Infinity War because that one in the comic books is like his name is like blah, 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 something like that. I don't know. I can't ever pronounce words. So. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, whatever the hell it's called. Good thing you uh, podcast. Oh, I know. Yeah, people love me, especially that one guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but like it's what's I would love to see Beta Ray Bill. I, I think he could do wonders with that character. So if he's not doing Guardians and or a Thor and Guardians film, I want a Thor film. I don't want him doing Eternals. Don't do Eternals. Save Eternals for like when they have nothing left in the tank. You know what I mean? I mean? I'm I'm on board with seeing an Eternals movie and actually having Taika attached to it would make me even more excited for it. And I would also go off of the assumption that if Taika's doing Eternals, it's because a Thor Ragnarok sequel isn't on the table right now. Like if it was something that could happen yeah. and could get done, then or was ready to be or almost ready to get done, then that's obviously what Taika would do because that's what he's expressed interest in. That's what Hemsworth has expressed interest in. So I don't think Marvel would choose Eternals over, you know, Taika for Eternals over a Taika-directed Thor Ragnarok sequel, unless, of course, there's been something like maybe whatever story ideas they've they've thrown out there for Thor 4 thus far, like it's not something that Chris Hemsworth has responded to or that he's been interested in, or maybe he wants to take, even though he would be interested in making another Thor film, maybe Hemsworth wants a much longer break before that happens. And so there's enough Mm -hmm. time in the schedule for Taika to direct something else before he goes back to working with Thor. And if that project happens to be Eternals, like I can see where Taika would would do a lot of cool and interesting things with that movie. So I would still be very excited about that possibility, even if it's not necessarily as obvious of a thing for him as 
taking over Guardians 3 or a Thor Ragnarok sequel or a mashup of Guardians 3 and, and the fourth Thor film. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, <clears throat> I it all makes sense. And I think that I think you have a point with the internals as far as what he could do. I'm 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 open I'm open to it. He's literally the, probably the only person who could get me excited. They hired like a no name director for Eternals. I mean, I'm gonna be really not excited for that movie. So right, we'll I mean, see. something's got to get you excited about it. I mean, even like when James Gunn got hired for Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like, oh, okay. You know, like, yeah. Even though it's yeah, not exactly. like James Gunn was a a super big deal when he got hired, but you at least had a strong idea of what his sensibilities were, and so you saw that aligning with mm-hmm. guardians and the possibilities that that would create. But yeah, if it's just somebody we've totally never heard of for eternals and don't have a strong sense of who that person is, then that may not get us as excited for the project. Taika would obviously get people excited about eternals. We're like, Oh, Taika's doing this. There must be something to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. he, he could certainly elevate the, uh, the interest in that. But Right now, I'm inclined to say, putting it back in betting terms, the smartest money is probably on a, just a direct Thor Ragnarok follow-up. Uh, right. But I'll still hold out hope that maybe Taika gets to save Guardians with Thor, not by themselves. I mean, it's, it's fine if that's what it is, but I agree that the Thor and Guardians mashup feels like the most exciting possibility just based on what we know, uh, based on what we know right now. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how far, how much longer it goes until we actually start hearing about this. Because the other weird thing about all of this that's going to probably delay how much we know about these things and when, unless somebody can scoop it, but which could happen. Because, I mean, the the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 director spot, like that is the hottest scoop to go get in Hollywood right now, or it has to be one of. So I'm sure every reporter at every trade and every website that covers movies is trying to hunt down and figure out who's on the short list for Guardians 3, who is Marvel Studios more likely to hire, and if they are going to hire somebody. Just like we know, or at least even though Marvel Studios hasn't announced anything, they hired a director for Black Widow. So, or at least it's been, Mm. you know, it's been reported that they've hired a director for Black Widow, but Marvel is staying is so quiet on everything post Avengers four that it could be a while before we know. Although, but if they are going to still go into production early next year, even if it's not quite January, even if it's more like February or March, obviously we're still going to know about that prior to Avengers four. But I feel like if if the Taika meeting was about Guardians three, I feel like somebody will scoop that before too long. If somebody mm. can get the, I feel like word will get out if that meeting pertained to Guardians Three. If it's about Eternals or a Thor Ragnarok sequel, then it's probably then I don't know if you know people won't be looking at that as intensely as they are the Guardians Three thing. So I feel like if it is Guardians Three or a Thor and Guardians mashup that Taika met with Marvel about, then my my sense is my or just it's just a total guess really but the the hunch that i have is that we will probably find out about that sooner than later if we go if we start hearing rumors first about other directors on the guardians 3 shortlist then that signals to me that the taika meeting wasn't about guardians 3 yeah totally. or if it was or if it was about guardians 3 he didn't want it yeah and and marvel moved on and there's potential he they offered it to him there's yeah. a huge potential for that yeah and he and cuz that was one of my first, uh, I guess, negative reaction. I guess it wasn't a negative reaction, but mm-hmm. I, w- I was skeptical when fans immediately started. I mean, James Gunn 
had barely been fired and James Gunn, and fans were throwing out Taika Waititi to direct Guardians 3. And my first right. thought on that was, like, I don't even know that he would take it. You know, and, and mm-hmm. I doubted that he would take it. So, mm. uh, you know, I feel like he's like, well, I've already got my own thing going with Thor. Let me do that. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make mm-hmm. a Guardians movie unless, of course, the, you know, he meets with Feige and they're like, well, we could make it Thor plus the Guardians. And then maybe Taika says, well, now that's interesting. But we, uh, of course, time will, uh, time will tell. But if we start hearing other directors about coming out of there and a rumor mill starts churning about a director's shortlist, then that probably means that. Again, Taika didn't. The, the meeting either had nothing to do with Guardians, or even if it did, Taika told Kevin, "Thank you, no, I'd, I'll I'll hold out for for something else if I'm going to come back and, and do another film, uh, do mm-hmm. another film for Marvel." Yeah, I, I think that's very that's a good point. Total. Yeah. So I think that's where we will go ahead and wrap up this week's edition of the podcast. You'll find more from us on our Patreon, including a Patreon credit scene for this episode. You can get all that information and look at the different tiers for exclusive content we have available at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News. You can keep up with us every day on the website at marvelstudiosnews.com and follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Marvel Studios News and on Twitter at Marvel Newscast. Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Herman22 with two N's, a.k.a. P-Thug. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Sean Gerber, Sean spelled S-E-A-N. So for Paul, I'm Sean. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.